really was excited about this topic because he began to, to realize that, you know, unity needed to spread forth. Knowing that unity was not huge about sin, salvation, and physical places of heaven and hell, I started to wonder, where are you going with this? And then he also began to wonder, if unity doesn't teach about sin and salvation, well, what is sin? I know it's missing the mark, but when referenced to in traditional settings and also within secular philosophy, it begs the question, what does unity teach about morality? And so he listed a list of you know, moral questions that in traditional settings we might be told don't do this, but that unity doesn't say don't do this. And so he's wondering, how, how do we discern unity based morality-based things? And he gave a list. Greg gave a list, and I asked Greg this morning, can I use this? And he said, yeah, well, I'll talk to Greg about it. And in this list, uh, alphabetical order, um, ideas that through traditional um, Christianity, through traditional spiritual settings, we might be told, don't do these things, right? So on the list, things like abortion and adultery and alcohol abuse and cohabitation and divorce and drug use and gambling and open marriage and homosexuality and pornography and premarital sex and comic shooting, prostitution, you know, all those things. I used to have a beloved minister that I knew at my last Hebrew church who, who used to talk about sin and it further against So these ideas that we've been given of things that we should not do if we want to get to heaven and avoid hell and doesn't appear to be teaching things like sin and salvation. And I had to kind of laugh at that because I thought, well, Charles Fillmore would be really surprised to hear that unity doesn't teach about sin and salvation. Because Charles talked about it all the time. Luke 2, keep it through legs. Well, you could have got the blood of Jesus in that book. And a part of it was because of the um, culture of society in the late 1800s and early 1900s was much different than it is today. It was much more, um, people identified much more as Christian, and therefore Charles utilized Christian terms to share ideas, and he used terms like sin and salvation and heaven and hell. But today we have a, a different, it's a different era, it's a different time, and so many people in our country today now identify as spiritual but not religious, for example. And so in unity, step back from using trigger words like sin and salvation and heaven and hell. And even in some unity churches, words like God, because there's triggers to those of us who have grown up with those traditional ideas of what that meant. But Charles took those words and reinterpreted them metaphysically and shared ideas about them with us, like sin. Is missing the mark? The Greek term is literally missing the mark. It was an archery term. But in unity, what it means is that we are not, we're missing the mark and not allowing ourselves to show up in this divine potential that we are. And it begins in our mind. It begins with our thoughts. So sin in unity is error thought. I'm going to read to you Charles's definition of salvation. Salvation means the restitution of man to his spiritual birthright, regaining conscious possession of his God-given attributes. The belief that Jesus, in an outer way, atoned for 
and therefore I am saved and safe and I'm going up, not down. Salvation is based solely on an inner overcoming, a change in consciousness. It is a cleansing of the mind through Christ from thought and evil. So sin is missing the mark, holding error thoughts, error ideas in our mind, thoughts of lack, limitation, separation, fear, worry, doubt, not enoughness. And salvation is changing our minds, opening up to the possibility to love, compassion, peace. Do we talk about sin and salvation here in Unity? Every week. Do I say to you every week, okay, now we're going to talk about sin. And now we're going to talk about how to be saved from sin. No. We may not use those exact words, but they're powerful for them. And how do we take then those ideas of sin being ideas that we're holding an error in our mind, transforming them into truth so that we can discover our salvation right here, right now. How do we do that in a way that we don't have to give you, I don't have to give you each week this list of here are the things you should not do. Because we don't do that anymore. We don't have like a greedy doctrine of do not do this and do not do that and do not do this. Why? Because what we in unity teach is that you and I have the ability to turn within to find that inner wisdom that is a part of each and every one of us that we can discern for ourselves whether the action, whether the thoughts that we're holding, the action that we're taking, the words that we're speaking are in alignment with God's will and God's way, and as the daily word said, letting God be God in us, or whether we're acting from that place of error. So as I look through the list that, that Greg has for me, what I say is that each of us can discern for ourselves whether the action that we're taking is based in error or based in truth. So I'm going to take one. And in a traditional setting, we might be told, don't do that, that is wrong. And in unity, we might say, you need to discern. Am I doing this? Because I'm afraid if I don't do this, I might lose this one that I want. Do I feel like this is the only way to hang on to this one? That would be an error. That would be making that choice out of error. Or am I making this choice? Because between the two of us, we experience a great love and a great intimacy, and we want to celebrate that. And in the process, I'm feeling an expanded awareness of oneness and love. It's different. Do you see the difference? And the intention that you're going into any of your actions about can be based in fear and error and lack and limitation, or it can be based in love. And it doesn't matter whether it made it to this list or not. You may decide that the service, service is a great way to give of myself. It will get me to heaven. So I'm going to serve. I'm going to be of service to life, to the world, community, spiritual service. And we might take that action that many would say, this is good, this is good, this is what you should do. And we might take that action, but in our 
space of, I have these gifts from God that I want to share with the world, and I can't wait to share them, to connect with others, to reveal my life. One, can you stay in sinful? Even though the outer action is what out there they would say is good, but my intention behind it is still nonetheless sinful because it's missing the mark. It's doing something out of obligation. Doing something because I think I have to. Rather than, I am so full of these spirit of God within me I can't wait to share. Do you see the difference? So anything that we do, whether the world out there would say it's moral or immoral, anything that we can do can come from error or it can come from truth. Anything that we can do can lead us to the place of revealing the kingdom of heaven. That's how we do How do we get to heaven in a real sense? In unity, heaven and hell are not literal places. Jesus taught that. He didn't. He said, don't say, no, there it is, or there it is. Because what? The kingdom of God is where? Within you. He gave us many parables about the kingdom of God being within us. You know, it's like the leaven that's been placed in bread that expands that bread, right? Expands and rises that bread. It's like that. So in unity, it's that seed idea that is placed in our consciousness and that grows within us and expands us. The peace, the joy, the forgiveness. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field of great price where you sell everything to go get that, that treasure, right? It's again within. It's that treasure that's there within, waiting to be revealed. That's the kingdom of heaven. It's here, it's now, it's present, it's available. It is not a someday place that we are striving to be. Just tell me, what do I need to know to get there so that I can be safe someday? That is not what the kingdom of heaven is in unity. Because he is at his word that we can reveal it in our life. And we reveal it by letting God be God in us. Now I know we have all experienced that consciousness of hell. That place of separation. That place of great fear. The world is great at creating hell on earth. With our wars and our divisions and our separations and our idea of not enoughness and we must take from them because there's not enough for all. And all of those ideas that continue to perpetuate and create this consciousness of hell here on earth. what consciousness is or where it begins. But I do have a definition that I found from scientific analysis or research. So consciousness, this is coming from scientific analysis. Consciousness is everything you experience. It's the tune stuck in your head. It's the sweetness of chocolate mousse that's robbing pain 
heartache, the fierce love for your child, the bitter knowledge that eventually all feelings will end, will end. It's everything you experience. That's consciousness. Do you remember when you opened your eyes this morning, what were the first thoughts that came to your mind? Anybody? Thank you, God. Thank you, God. It reflects your consciousness. If you wake up in your day, your first thought, where is it? It reflects your consciousness. When it's, thank you, God, you can be assured that your consciousness is likely one that's going to carry you through the day in that place of gratitude. And what you're going to see and what you are going to experience is those things of gratitude. If your thought, when you wake up in the morning and you become aware that the thought of is, oh, God, I'm going to work. Away with that 
brothers, my sister, my parents, and I've gotten along to them well. You know, my parents are getting older. Some of you might be experiencing this for yourself or with your own parents and say, look at the conversations have to be had, right? About what that means to grow older and what you're capable of doing today and what we see that you might not see. These are hard conversations that you could say, you know what, that's too hard. And I don't want to have that conversation. And I'm going to stay here in this comfort and not push it because my feelings might be rejected in the pushing of it. And some might say, well, that's comfortable. That must be more habitable than pushing through the challenge of it, right? Because I should be feeling good. Isn't the kingdom of heaven about feeling good? Isn't that what people say? Unity is the feel-good religion, right? And sometimes it doesn't feel good. And in spite of the resistance to know, not bad, don't bring that up. Thank you. 
And she would, in those final months as I would talk to her, as I would see her, she'd bring up that song because in her mind, beautiful unity priest student for so many years, a unity minister still, in these final days, she's like, what's it all about? Am I going to die and finally know Joanne? What's it all about? And I'd say to her, I don't know, Joanne. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know you're going to pay it, whatever it is. And so she passed away Saturday, last Saturday, and a couple of hours after I had found out, I had this thought in my mind who was it that's going to when we would be together and we would go through some kind of an experience that was fabulous, whether it was music or being in nature or just being at a talk that was so good or whatever, her response was always, oh, wow. And so as I asked that thought in my mind, I wonder, I wonder what it is you're experiencing right now. Singing with the bell, I heard her voice that was, oh, I am 